Welcome back to Sports Talk with Jim, hour number three. We're going to talk a little more about Tom Brady. Now, the rumor is from Adam Schefter that Brady it will be leaving the Patriots to play for someone else. Now, all this is based on Tom Brady saying he wanted to play till age 45 and him selling his house, his, his trainer selling his house. And, I mean, the rumors have already started. Golik and Wingo, uh, they threw the Bears out there. The Bears will get rid of Mitch Trubisky and Tom Brady will go there, play, play for Chicago. Will came through San Francisco out there. As like I said, I'm not uh, I'm not a huge believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. I guess Will Kane isn't either. And for San Francisco, Garoppolo would would only be four million dollars in dead money next year. So why would Tom Brady want to leave the Patriots? That's a question. If he truly does want to play until he's 45, why would he leave the Patriots? Maybe to prove that it's him, the reason they won these Super Bowls. And the question is, is it Brady or Belichick? And... I mean, Belichick, they, they're both considered the greatest of all time. Tom Brady's considered the greatest quarterback of all time. Bill Belichick's, <coughs> excuse me, considered the greatest coach of all time. By the way, Belichick can get his 300th win of his career if they beat the Browns Sunday. Just a little footnote there. So, if Brady was going to leave, what would be the, in play for somebody else, what would be the determining factor in that? What would be the motivation in that? I mean, Belichick's going to get his 300th win. He's got 268 in the regular season, 31 in the playoffs. Don Shula's got 347, George Hallis 324, only two ahead of him. Tom Brady's got six Super Bowl rings. Goes back to the wins and Super Bowl championships aren't how we are not a quarterback stat. I love when people say that. I love it because that's exactly what it is. If you don't want a Super Bowl, your odds of getting in the Hall of Fame, if your name's not Dan Marino, are slim to none. So quit saying that. Wins are a quarterback stat. That's how we measure them now. But if you're Tom Brady and you want to play, why would you go to the Bears? What does that prove? If you go play for the San Francisco 49ers, what good does that do you? But these are NFC teams. I mean, what does Tom Brady have left to prove? If he wants to leave New England, the only thing he has left to prove is that it was him 
the de- the determining factor in the six Super Bowl championships was him and not Bill Belichick. Now we've heard that Belichick and Brady have a rocky relationship or an up and down relationship, I guess. Now how true that is, I don't think anybody really knows because New England does a better job than anybody in the league at keeping their trash out of the media. But if I'm Tom Brady and I want to play for someone other than New England and I want to play for someone other than Bill Belichick and I'm doing this to prove that I'm the reason we've won these Super Bowls, why would I go to an NFC team? I guess the answer there would be if you're with an NFC team and you make it to the Super Bowl, you could play New England in the Super Bowl. But if Tom Brady leaves the New England Patriots, I don't I don't know that the New England Patriots make it to the Super Bowl without him. So if I'm going to prove this point, and I'm Tom Brady, the first place I'm looking is inside my own division. First place I'm looking, where could he go inside his own division? Buffalo's got their quarterback of the future with Josh Allen. New York Jets have their quarterback of the future with Sam Darnold. And the Miami Dolphins are doing everything they can to get what they believe will be their quarterback of the future, who the rumors have been to a tank of Viola, but i got to tell you, Joe Burrow looks like the best quarterback in college football right now. Joe Burrow looks like the top quarterback in college football right now. But if I'm Tom Brady and i got to prove that, you've got these young quarterbacks coming out of college, and yes, your number one draft pick, you want them to come out and you want them to play because they cost you money. You want to see what they'll give you. But if you're the Miami Dolphins, if Tom Brady wants to come to play for you and prove a point to his former head coach, that he's the reason they won, to prove a point to America that he's the reason they won them championships and not Bill Belichick. He's the reason that Bill Belichick is going to be the winningest coach in NFL. If he wants to prove that, why not go to Miami for a year or two? Why not let a Joe Burrow or a Tua Tango Viola learn under the best quarterback in the league, while he tries to prove a point to his former coach. Uh, You go to San Francisco, he's going back home. That's a very good possibility. Going back out to California. But now my thoughts on this. My thoughts are that Tom Brady's selling his home. His trainer's selling his home. Because, yes, they are setting up to leave New England. It may not be this year. He may play again. But my belief is that if he's setting up to leave New England at the end of this year, he's not setting up to leave New England to play for San Francisco. He's not setting up to play anywhere other 
anywhere in the NFL. He's setting up for his retirement. He's married to Giselle Bunchen. She's a model. Do you think she likes the, the long cold winters in New England? No. He's from California. I think they're setting up to move to California. I, I, I think I think Will Kane's right on that part. That he will be in California, but I don't think he's going to be playing for the San Francisco 49ers. If Tom Brady leaves New England, Tom Brady will retire. Now, that doesn't mean that he's retiring at the end of this year. Tom Brady can sell his home. He can, he, he can live out on the West Coast. He's done this long enough. I'm sure he can afford a condo. Or probably even stay in Kraft's uh, guest house during the season, but I don't think I don't think Adam Schefter's correct in saying Tom Brady's setting up to play for another team. I don't see it happening. I can't buy into that. So I think Brady finishes out the season, and if Brady doesn't sign back with the Patriots on a one-year contract next year. I don't see Tom Brady playing football. And I think a lot of that depends on how far Tom Brady and the New England Patriots go out go this year. I think Brady does want to go out as a champion. I think Brady does want to go out on top. And I think if New England can get back to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl this year... This is definitely Tom Brady's last year. But at the same time, I think Tom Brady's smart enough to know that he's only got so much time left to go out on top. So if they make it to the Super Bowl and they lose this year, I could see him bowing out there too. Unlikely, because if they get that far and that close, that tells him that he's got a good chance to make it back next year. If the Patriots, and the Patriots are already 7-0. and So the odds are the Patriots are in the playoffs. But if the Patriots get knocked off early, knocked out of the playoffs early, then there's a good possibility in my eyes that Tom Brady walks away. But I do not see Tom Brady playing for another NFL franchise next year or any other time. So that's my thoughts on it. It's good. It's good banner. I mean, we, we don't. I don't really have anybody to go back and forth with uh, with me tonight. I mean, we, I was hoping Austin was going to join me tonight, but he 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 wasn't able to. But. It's a conversation piece. Oh, where's Tom Brady going to go? Tom Brady's not going anywhere. Tom Brady will either, if he plays next year, he'll play for the New England Patriots. If he doesn't play next year for the New England Patriots, he'll ride off into the sunset being the greatest quarterback of all time. And that's just the cold hard facts. Now, if Tom Brady rides off into the sunset... After this year, New England's in trouble. Because while that defense has got them where they are now, 
it's what I said. Tom Brady is still winning games. Tom Brady is doing what he has to to win these games. And I don't know. I don't know at this point if Tom Brady was to walk away. And you've got Jared Stidham is your backup quarterback. I don't know that Jarrett Stidham can do what he has to do to make the New England Patriots a contender, even with what could be the best defense in the league. I don't know that he can do what he what needs to be done to make New England Patriots a contender next year. And in that division, you've got Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills that are up and coming, and the Jets are going to be better. Like it or not, people, the Jets will be better. Next year, I don't expect Sam Darnold to see as many ghosts as he saw on Monday night. And the year after that, even less. So, New England is relevant. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Like it or not. And I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so believe me, that, that kills me every time I have to say it. But that's just the way it is. And I don't see Tom Brady playing for another NFL franchise. With that, I, I do want to, like I said, I wanted to make sure I get into this um, feel-good story in the NFL. Gerald McCoy played nine years for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Plays for the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Panthers this week will be out playing San Francisco. And Gerald McCoy's son had senior night. Now, that's a big deal. I just... uh. The week before last, I went to my daughter's senior night for volleyball. And, I mean, it's a cool thing they do. They announce them. You walk out with them. It, it's a nice thing. But Gerald McCoy, because he had to be out on the West Coast, he couldn't be there. Couldn't be there at his son's senior night. Now, I don't understand that. Carolina could have gave him a, a private jet, uh, let him fly home Friday night. Fly back Saturday. I mean, I know Saturday you got your walkthroughs, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they could have took steps to make sure Gerald McCoy made it to his son's senior night and was still up to pace on the game plan for Sunday. So, in that point, shame on you, Carolina Panthers, as I think you could have made provisions to get this done for this young man. But that being said, they couldn't. But some of McCoy's former teammates showed up at his son's senior night. Tampa Bay Buccaneers players Donovan Smith, Avante David, Jameis Winston, and Mike Evans all showed up at senior night for Gerald McCoy's son. And that's that's the feel-good story of the NFL I got for you. And that's, uh, I mean, McCoy posted an Instagram video saying, you know, this is a brotherhood and it's just a good thing that they did for him. And I'm sure his son was ecstatic to have them four players there with him on senior night. Like I said, I think it's kind of piss poor that uh, Carolina Panthers couldn't make arrangements for Gerald McCoy to be there himself. But... It is what it is. 
Another thing I want to talk about, I want to talk a little bit of the Cleveland Browns. And again, I don't talk much good about the Cleveland Browns here. Uh, I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan. And I, I've always had a soft spot for the Cleveland Browns. Because my dad was a Cleveland Browns fan his whole life. So I've always had a soft spot. But now with this team they have now, and with all the rhetoric you hear around the Cleveland Browns, and like I said, I've worked a lot in in the Ohio area, and to hear their sports radio and how they talk to start the season. And I, I told you about the story that when they won their first preseason game and the crowd went crazy, the the next morning on uh, sports talk radio in the state of Cleveland, they were playing the crowd erupting and saying this is what it's going to sound like when we win the AFC championship. They already proclaimed to themselves and, and to their fans that they're, they're going to win the AFC championship. And that was in the preseason before a game started. Before the season started, before they played a game. Now the Cleveland Browns are sitting 2-4. and four. Same record as my Pittsburgh Steelers. But the Cleveland Browns were supposed to win it all. My Pittsburgh Steelers are on the third string quarterback. But what I'm getting sick of, of, the, of these Cleveland Browns is two of their players were fine this week. Odell Beckham Jr. Fined $14,000 for... for pants that didn't cover his knees he's basically wearing shorts on the field Odell Beckham Jr. come out and said 14,000 for some pants that are not going to protect me from anything this crap is ridiculous I think it's crazy the NFL finds ways to just take it they're going to take it from you I understand a penalty getting fined for that but pants above the knees, a shirt hanging out, and we're talking about a t-shirt that costs $5, and you're getting $5,000 taken from you. Pads above your knees, and I'm like, you really think that this little knee pad covering my kneecap is going to affect if somebody hits me, weighs 250 pounds, running 18 miles per hour. I don't do physics, but if I get hit... This is not going to protect me. Baker Mayfield was also fine for the criticism of the officials. This is something that's been in the league forever. He was fined $12,500. Now both these guys are multimillionaires. But Mayfield said, one, I would not say it was complaining when it was blatantly obvious. I would say that that is just that it's just stating facts, freedom of speech. I thought that was okay, but I get fined for it. That is the league. That is what they do. They fine you for some ridiculous things. It is just how it is. There is a reason everybody is talking about it. It is not just me. It goes for every team with how our team is. We're not going to get a lot of calls, and we know that. Especially going into this week, there is no time to worry about it and no time to stress about it. Just play our game. Well, listen, 
Okay. I'm going to, in Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. especially, I, I am so, so sick of it. You guys always have something to say. And somebody's always against you. The league's against you. Well, criticizing the officials, believe me, if you look back through history, if you watch a little bit of football, there's been coaches and players for years and years that have gotten in the post-game conference and press conference, and when they're asked about a bad call or, or whatever, they will tell you straight out that, they don't have a comment on it because they're going to get fined for it. So Baker Mayfield, you open your mouth, you think you're bigger than the game and that they shouldn't find you. They find better players than you that have came before you, and that's the way it is. Nobody's picking on you. That's the rules of the NFL. Odell Beckham Jr., no one's saying that the pants and the knee pads are going to protect your knee but just like the watch situation, it is a rule of the game. There are rules. These are players that are privileged. These are players that have had everything handed to them for a very long time and think they're above the rules. We all have rules no matter where we work, no matter where we are. The rule of driving down the highway here in the state of Pennsylvania, the, there's plenty of highways that are 55 miles per hour that probably should be like the rest of the nation that should be 65 or 70. Guess what? Because I think it should be 65 or 70, if I'm driving 70 miles per hour and I get pulled over, I don't have the option of saying, well, I don't agree with it. You're the bad guy. I'm still going to get the ticket. The NFL has rules. The rules are that your pants have got to cover your knees. Odell Beckham Jr., you cannot wear shorts on the field. That's why you were fine. The rule is that you cannot get in, up in a post-game press conference and cri criticize the officiating of the game. Whether good, bad, or indifferent. And there's been a lot of bad officiating this year. And there's been complaints and there's been fines. You're not the only one, Baker Mayfield. It does not make you special that you have got this platform now that you can express your opinion. Your opinion does not mean any more than anyone else's. The NFL has rules. It is rules. You have to follow rules in every walk of life. Just because you are a now famous and multi-million dollar quarterback with all these commercials that I see, that your face is plastered everywhere, that does not mean that you do not have to follow the rules that are set forth by society and the NFL. The consequences for you not following those rules is written plainly, and your consequences are that you'll be fine for it. So accept your punishment, shut your mouth, try to follow the rules, and go try to win some football games. Try to live up to the hype that you and Odell Beckham Jr. and the city of Cleveland and the state of Ohio and the media around the nation said that you would live up to. Go try to live up to that. Quit worrying about the shorts you wear or the officiating. Go win football games. 
I said it. I said it in my uh, family reunion when I was with the Cleveland Browns fans in my family that it's going to take some time for you guys to win. And more importantly, you're going to have to see how you mesh together. Well, so far, you are not meshing together. You're definitely not winning. And Odell Beckham Jr. is already becoming the same cancer he was in New York where they let him walk away and go to play in Cleveland. So, you know what? Read the rule books. Follow the rules. Shut your mouth. Play football. And do your job and win football games. That's all I want. That's all anybody wants. Everyone else, everybody that is not a Cleveland football, Cleveland Browns football fan is laughing at this because you could see the writing on the wall. And unfortunately, um, Baker Mayfield, he's always had a mouth and he's had a brashness and all this and all that. I want to say some of the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff is wearing off on him to where he's becoming an entitled player. And that's not good for you, Cleveland. That's not good for Cleveland Browns fans. Your team is in turmoil. You're not a winning football team. And you have no right, no right to sit up there and criticize anybody. Take a look inside yourselves. Wear the right equipment. Wear the right uniforms. Wear your pants below your knees. Go play the game. Win some games. And quit worrying about the calls or the rules that you can't wear a watch or a pair of shorts out there playing football. Sorry, Browns fans. That's just the way it is. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I'm going to pick against the spread again. 7-6 and six last week. We're going to try to improve on that. Already missed Thursday night's game with Minnesota beating Washington. But I'll give you my picks Sunday through Monday. And... We'll close it out. We'll be right back. Hey guys, if you're like me, you're a huge sports fan, but it's really hard to find a good sports talk show on the radio to listen to. A lot of them are owned by the same company who tells their host the opinions they should have, or they're just a show that's coming up with these hot takes that have no validity to them, and they're just looking for more clicks or more listeners. If you want a fan's perspective, a different outlook on the sports world, and a true opinion, right or wrong, then check out my new podcast, Sports Talk with Jim. We're available on Anchor.fm, Spotify Podcast, and anywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast. Also, check out our website at www.sportstalkwithjim. Check out our Facebook page at Sports Talk with Jim. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on the website. Let us know what you think of the show. Give us your opinion. And you know what? Check it out. It's something new and original, and you might like it. Thanks for listening. We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go. Welcome back to our number three, Sports Talk with Jim. We're going to close it up with our my picks for the week. And... Again, I'm picking against the spread here, so 7-6 and six last week, kind of proud of it. Uh, I was just looking at some of these lines this week. I don't know. I a lot of big lines. I, 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 don't like, I don't like giving that many points in some of these games, and we'll, and we'll, we'll get to those games. But 
I don't like it. And actually something I said I probably would not do. Both things I said I probably would not do. I'm going to do this week. I, I said I wasn't going to pick. A, would, probably would never pick the Arizona Cardinals. And never pick against my Pittsburgh Steelers. But that's to win outright. And with these spreads. These spreads are just so big. I don't, I don't like it. But we're going to start with uh, game number one. You got the Seattle Seahawks, five and two at the Atlanta Falcons, one and six. Look, Dan Quinn needs to lose his job. I I don't know. Everybody can see it. I mean, he just he needs to go away. And Matt Ryan won't be starting this game. They'll be starting Schaub in this game. And Seattle coming off a loss against Baltimore. Seattle's a way more talented team. Uh, the Lions, Seattle, given eight and a half. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take Seattle and lay the eight and a half. So I'll take Seattle to win that game. Game number two is kind of intriguing because, I mean, Philadelphia laid an egg last week at Dallas. They, they, they played bad. Well, now they go into Buffalo, and this this is a good t- test for Buffalo. But I, it, the Lions is Buffalo laying one and a half at home. Like I said, you normally get three points for for being the home team, and one and a half. I mean, that right there tells you that uh, somebody thinks that Philadelphia is the better team, honestly, because you always give three for the. Three, three. You get the, the home team always lays three points, and the home team's only laying a, a point and a half on this game. But I like Josh Allen. I like the Buffalo Bills. Like I said, I, I've said many times, I think they're putting something together here, and I, I think Buffalo wins this. So I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills and lay the point and a half on that. Next game is the Los Angeles Chargers. That are having just a dismal season at two and five, and Philip Rivers. I mean, there's speculation that Philip River Rivers could call it quits after this year, just because this year has been such a bad year for the Los Angeles Chargers. Melvin Gordon, a report came out this week saying that he um, he 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 basically admitted that the holdout hurt him more than it helped him. And he gained nothing from it, and he he hasn't had a good season since he's came back. But they're going into Chicago to face three and three Bears. I mean, the Bears haven't looked good either. Mitch Trubisky, there there's been talk all season long that it's time to move on from Trubisky, and that's probably the case going into this. But Chicago's defense against uh, hapless Los Angeles Chargers offense. Chicago is laying three and a half. They're at home. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chicago Bears, lay the three and a half points. Next game, New York Giants. Two and five New York Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones has kind of come back down to earth. Like we, anybody that knows anything about sports kind of knew he would. Uh, and they're going into Detroit to face Matt Stafford in the 2-3-1 and one Detroit Lions. We've talked about the Detroit Lions. The game, the game against the Green Bay Packers, I believe, was stolen from them. I believe the Detroit Lions are a really good team. 
uh, they're laying six and a half at home. I'll take I'll take the Detroit Lions and lay the six and a half. Now this next game is Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the two and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the three and four Tennessee Titans, and Tennessee's given two and a half points. And I I look at this game and this looks like a game. This is one of the games that Tampa could just come in and roll over the Titans. And this is just one of the game, one of them games where it, it looks like a game that Jameis Winston can come out, catch fire like he did against that Rams game, and just run all over the Tennessee Titans. And I, I lean towards picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game, but I, I'm a man of my word. I, I I said way on before the season even started that if Tennessee was to bench Marcus Mariota and and make Ryan Tannehill their quarterback, that Tennessee would be a better team. Well, Tennessee's done that, so I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans uh, laying the two and a half points. You know what, Mike v- Mike Vrabel. Uh, coaching for the Tennessee Titans, uh, you know what? That could be somewhere that Brady goes. And Tennessee's going to need a quarterback. They've got Tannehill. They started Tannehill as Mariota's backup quarterback, and now he's the starting quarterback. They're going to move on from Marcus Mariota, uh, and who knows? Tom Brady could go there, play for his ex-teammate, be what Tennessee needs, and Ryan Tannehill fall back into the the backup quarterback position. But there I go. I'm starting rumors like Adam Schefter there. So, like I said, I think Brady retires. But that's an option. Next game on the list, Denver Broncos at the Indianapolis Colts. And while I'm not on the same I'm not in the same position, ready to put Jacoby Brissett in the MVP. Uh, category talking uh, you know he's up for the MVP this season I'm not at that point but I've, I've said it many times this season so far I I like Jacoby Brissett I, I, I think he looks like a good quarterback Colts I'm going to take the Colts late in five and a half now we're going to get into some of the lines that I was talking about the Cincinnati Bengals and they're a terrible terrible football team Going out at 0-7, going out to face the Los Angeles Rams at 4-3. The Rams are given 11 points here. And you know what? The Bengals' offense has looked pretty good. The Rams' defense, or the Rams' offense has not. The Rams' offense definitely is missing Todd Gurley. And I could be completely wrong on this one. That I mean, the Rams could come out and walk all over Cincinnati. But I'm going to take Cincinnati in 11 points. Uh, while I think the Rams won the game, I think Cincinnati is within 11 points. I think the Rams won by 10. Therefore, meaning w- with Cincinnati getting the 11, that means I won the game. Now, now we're going to come into the first part of what I talked about. And I, I debate this. But the next game is the three and three, three three and one Cardinals against the six and one Saints. I think the Saints are gonna beat the Cardinals. I want to put that out there to begin with. But laying twelve points, 
Drew Brees' first game back. And the the Cardinals' defense isn't terrible. It's just a matter of if the Cardinals... You know what? I'm going to change my pick on this one. I was going to go Cardinals. I'm going Saints. I'm going Saints. Laying the 12. Because Brees comes back. Cardinals' defense isn't terrible. But I think Brees comes back, especially since Teddy Bridgewater... uh, they went undefeated in the five games Bridgewater started. I think Breeze comes back. He makes it a point that there's a reason he's the starting quarterback. And I'm going to take the Saints laying the 12 in that one. First, I had the Cardinals getting the 12 points. Then I started thinking about it, started talking myself out of it, and it didn't take much. So I will take the Saints laying the 12 points. Next game is the 1-5 and five Jets at the 3-4 and four Jaguars. Down in Jacksonville there. Jacksonville laying six and a half. I think Gardner Gardner Minshew and company uh, is kind of in the same boat as Daniel Jones and the rest of them. I think he's coming down to earth. Like I said, Sam Darnold. Uh, While the Jets let me down last week getting the 10 points against New England and Sam Darnold was seeing ghost and the defense wasn't seeing anything, uh, the Jets let me down. I'm still going to go with the Jets in in this one, getting the six and a half points from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I said, I think Gardner Minshew and company are starting to come down to earth. Leonard Fournette had a good game last game, but I'm going to take the Jets. And I honestly think the Jaguars probably win this game, but I see them winning it by a field goal. So I'm going to take the Jets and the six and a half. Next game, the Kyle Allen, Christian McCaffrey, the uh, Carolina Panthers travel out to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Panthers 4-2 and against the 49ers who are 6-0. and And like I said, I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I can't get on that bandwagon. I don't believe he is what it is. And there was a little bit earlier in the season... I thought, you know what, with this rushing offense of the San Francisco 49ers, that that's what's going to carry them. Well, over the past few weeks, the rushing offense hasn't been there, but their defense is absolutely stunning. Their their defense with Nick Bosa is off the charts. But you've got Kyle Allen and the Carolina Panthers going all the way to the West Coast, Kyle Allen, Christian McCaffrey. I think this is going to be... A very good game. Now the lines, the 49ers laying four and a half. And I like the way Carolina's played. I like the way Carolina's looked since Cam Newton's went out. And I've detailed why I think that is. I don't know if I'm right. That's my opinion. But... It, it seems like the Panthers have put something together since Cam Newton's went out. At the same time, the San Francisco 49ers undefeated. I I don't think the San Francisco... I'm still not buying into it. I just can't buy into it with Jimmy Garoppolo, the, the porno quarterback, as my quarterback. I can't, I can't buy into it. I want to pick Carolina to win this game. Just because I I don't like 
I don't like the 49ers that much. Sorry, I'm watching the game here. Uh, I believe that was just a grand slam by Bregman. Houston's up 8-1. to one. So this series looks very much so like it's going to be tied up 2-2 two to two going into the game tomorrow. It's the World Series. But going back to the game, I'm going to, I'm going to take the 49ers laying the 4.5. And part of the reason I'm going to take the 49ers laying the four and a half is because the Carolina Panthers couldn't give Gerald McCoy a private plane to fly down to be with his son on senior night. So I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers laying the four and a half. Next game's Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, I, 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 like I said. I'm tired of hearing about the Cleveland Browns. I'm absolutely tired of hearing about the Cleveland Browns and the Cleveland Browns. You know what? If you if if you want to prove something to the league, prove it this week. This is your week. Cleveland, two and four going into New England, Foxborough to face the seven o seven and o New England Patriots with that defense. And Tom Brady, the non-MVP caliber Tom Brady, all he does is, all he's done is won all seven games. And he's he's only undefeated this year, but he's not MVP caliber. But Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham, instead of complaining about what you're getting fined for, instead of trying to bend the rules to benefit yourself or to purposely break the rules so it brings more attention to yourself this is what you should be concentrating on you're playing a defense this weekend a better defense than you've played yet and you haven't looked good against the defenses that you've played against and now you're going up against the best defense in the league and you're worried about getting fined for complaining about the officiating you're worried about getting fined for wearing the wrong pants on the field. Well, you better bring your big boy britches this week because you are facing the best team in the AFC right now. You're facing the best defense in the AFC right now. And don't get me wrong, I've said it all year, Cleveland's got a good defense. But Tom Brady's going to do enough to beat you. That's all he does. And that's all that needs to be done. That's how you get to a 7-0 record. So, like I said, I don't like the big lines. Patriots are laying 10.5, but the Patriots at home, I'm going to take the Patriots in the 10.5. Now this next game, I could be completely wrong on. And part of what I might be wrong on, it's going to depend on whether or not Josh Jacobs plays for the Oakland Raiders. You got the three and three Oakland Raiders going into the four and three Houston Texans. Though Sean Watson lost to Indianapolis last week, the Texans lost to Indianapolis last week. The Raiders got blew blown out by the Green Bay Packers. Now I think the Houston Texans win this game, but I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, it's got the Texans laying six. I'm going to take the Raiders with the six. I think the Texans win by a field goal or less. 
So I'm going to take the points. But I think the Texans win the game. I know it doesn't make much sense to bet that way, but that's my thinking, and I'm sticking with it. Until next week when I tell you how bad I did. Next game, Sunday night, Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs. You looked at this schedule. You looked at this game earlier in the season. You thought, you know what, that's a heck of a Sunday night game. Now with Patrick Mahomes out, Matt Moore, quarterback in Kansas City. Uh, even with Kansas City at home, they, they got Kansas City uh, getting five and a half. So Green Bay is a favorite team, even though they're on the road. Uh, of course, that has everything to do with Patrick Mahomes being out. Now, word is Patrick Mahomes it wants to play. Uh, he's not going to play. And, and that's that's the correct move on Andy Reid's part. You don't want him to put him out there. You want to make sure he's ready. You're not in any fear of missing the playoffs. You've got time to get your quarterback healthy and still make the playoffs and make your Super Bowl run. So that's the correct move by Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs by having Patrick Mahomes sit this one out. But without Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs do not have a prayer against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to take Green Bay, laying the five and a half. Now this next game, this is, uh, like I said, I, I kind of switched last minute. I, I told you before that I'd, I'd never picked the Cardinals to win, and I almost did, and then I talked myself out of it. I almost did with the spread, with getting the points, not outright so when i told you that i was talking outright and when i told you that i i also told you i'd probably never pick against my pittsburgh steelers but again we were talking outright so i my next pick the miami dolphins at the steelers and the dolphins we we all know are the dolphins tanking a quarter According to everyone except for Roger Goodell, the Dolphins are tanking. And the Dolphins are not a good football team. But my Pittsburgh Steelers are favored by 13 and a half. I, if, I, if Ben Roethlisberger somehow comes out and plays quarterback Monday night for the Pittsburgh Steelers, then I lay the 13 and a half and I take the Steelers. But Ben Roethlisberger is not going to come running out of that tunnel Monday night. So that puts all my hopes into Mason Rudolph, who hasn't showed me enough to say he can win by 13.5. Devlin Hodges hasn't showed me enough to say he can win by 13.5, confidently if I'm betting this game. Now, do I think the Steelers will win? Yes, I think the Steelers will win the game. The Steelers may win the game by a touchdown. The Steelers may win the game by 10 points. I'm not comfortable laying 13 and a half points. So I will continue to pick my Pittsburgh Steelers to win outright. But against the spread, I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins in the 13 and a half points. Steelers won outright. Go Steelers.
still bleed black and gold, but I can't lay the 13 and a half points. Just a little update before we close this out. Uh, Houston Astros up eight to one. Looks like they're going to tie the tie the World Series up at two games. Uh, two to two. They got one more game in Washington, and then they go back to Houston. Uh, trying to get the score here for you. The Michigan Notre Dame game. Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, of course. Having a rough season, but come out, Notre Dame's going to get their second loss of the year. Is They're uh, in the fourth quarter with nine minutes to go. Notre Dame just punted Michigan up 31-7 to over Notre Dame. I honestly did not see that coming. But uh, what's this, uh, trying to go through the games here, you got Oregon, Washington State trying to drive in and score against Oregon. Throws it out of the back of the end zone. Won't score on that play. But I'm going to let you guys get out of here. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to remind you to check out the website, www.sportstalkwithjim. Check out our Facebook at Sports Talk with Jim. Also, our Twitter page is also active. Send us a tweet or however you do that. Also, make sure you listen. Tell a friend to listen on any of our six different platforms. You've got Anchor FM. Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Google Podcast will soon be available on iTunes Podcast. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Remind you, we'll have a show again next week. Make sure you tune in next week. And I'm going to kick around the idea of having a show, uh, a show, an hour show every day instead of doing this three hours on Saturday. Instead of trying to catch up with that. So, and you know what? Hit up the website, shoot me an email, or hit me up on uh, Facebook. Let me know your opinion on that. With that being said, I want to say thanks for listening. And until next week, see you. We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, What's up everybody, Jim here from Sports Talk with Jim. Just want to take this time to tell you about some friends of mine. If you're in the North Georgia area and you've got some stuff you got to get rid of, no matter what it is, old furniture, maybe you've got a garage or a barn that just seems to accumulate everything, you don't want to take the time to load that stuff up, haul it away, pay to dump it all by yourself, you know what, give my friends at North Georgia Junk Removal Call. They'll take care of all that stuff for you. Number 678-934-1344 or you can check them out on the web at www.ngajunkremoval.com You know what? When you give them a call, tell them you heard it on Sports Talk with Jim.